This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Today on Voice of Change, I'm joined by two incredible women who are change makers in our communities, and especially here in Cape Town, here right where we live. So welcome to the show today, and it's me, Lauren Jacobs. I want to say it has been an incredible Women's Month, and to wrap up Women's Month, like I said, I have two incredible women joining me. Now, the mayor of Cape Town has just released his Civic Honor awards list the civic honors has had this hiatus of 12 years so no one has actually received the civic honors in 12 years and so the mayor and kudos to the mayor he has revived the civic honors list and it is incredible and so honoring people who have contributed in some way or form in the past and in our present to the community of cape town to the city at large and also particularly from Cape Town out into the rest of South Africa. And so if you've heard the news, it's very, very exciting. And so every two years, the mayor has promised us here as Cape Townians that we will get the Civic Honours Awards. And so I'm joined by Zoe Prinsloo, who is coming up on the show today. And she is an environmental activist and the founder of Save a Fishy. Zoe is actually no stranger to Voice of Change because she was on the show about four years ago when she was still like pretty young and just finishing up school and she was talking about the incredible beach cleanups and getting rid of the litter and all of the incredibly important environmental work that she was involved in at that time. And let me just tell you, as a young woman, she has just received the Civic Honors Award, one of only three women, I believe, to be awarded this in 2023 and she will be receiving this award and this honors out in December how incredible for all her environmental work and I'm catching up with Zoe on the show today to hear how much litter has she actually collected from the beach and this is going to astound you when she tells you how much work she's been doing and what she's been getting up to how she feels about receiving this award and also how important it is that the mayor has come on board to support the environment in Cape Town absolutely super important and then later on the show i'm super excited to be joined by adele brueggemann and uh, adele has an incredible incredible love and passion for sport development especially among young previously disadvantaged girls and uh, she has an organization called activate her and we're going to be touching on how does sport you know become a catalyst for change making what is activate her doing how is it helping young girls especially in our townships it's all happening on voice of change today this is where you want to be for the next hour so i cannot wait to have zoe joining me after this we're going to be talking about environment we're going to be talking about the civic honors and most importantly we're also going to be talking with her about how you can be a change maker for the environment that's coming up after this
It's amazing, like I said at the beginning of the show, that the mayor of Cape Town has really come out and said, hey, you know, there's been this hiatus of 12 years where no one in our city has received the civic honors. And the civic honors was always something that individuals in our communities around Cape Town would receive for incredible work that they are doing in the community and people in our past as well as in our present that are doing great things. And it's wonderful that the mayor of Cape Town has brought this back. And so today I am joined by someone who's going to be receiving the civic honors. And um, I'm so excited about what she is doing. She's been on the show before, so she's no stranger to Voice of Change. And uh, Zoe Prince-Lew is the founder of Save a Fishy, as I said earlier on, and she'll be receiving the Civic Honours this year towards the end of the year. But before we talk about that, Zoe, I want to say hi to you. Thank you so much for being here today. And I hope that you're doing super well. Congratulations on this incredible moment. And we just celebrate this with you. So welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm very glad to be back. And yeah, just to chat to you guys. Thank you so much. You know, as Save a Fishy was started, I mean, you've always had such a, a strong heart since you were, you know, quite young for doing mm. beach cleanups and working towards really caring about the environment, uh, uh, something of an environmental activist you truly are. And so, you know, before we talk about the Civic Honours, I know you were on the show a while back. So tell the listeners who maybe don't know what Save a Fishy is and what you actually do with your organization. When did it start and how did it start? You know, what was in your heart to start, you know, these <laughs> cleanups and just everything that has happened from there? Yeah, sure. It's been a, a very long journey now, actually. Um, I've been doing beach cleanups since I was 10 years old. Um. And obviously, you know, when, when you're that young, seeing so much litter on the beach and not being able to do anything about it, mm-hmm. um, it was very tough for me. So I, I did I did beach cleanups and I felt like that was something that I could do that, you know, could make that little difference to, I mean, the ocean. And from then, I, I actually joined Girl Guides and I did my, my community service award with them doing beach cleanups. So it kind of just carried on from there. and. I wanted to be able to sort of host beach cleanups so that other people that were in that same situation as me, you know, I want to help, but I don't know how to help. I don't know where to start or go. Mm. Um, just to provide that sort of space for them to be able to help and make a difference. Because, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you go to the beach and it's, it's dirty and you come back the next day and it's, it's dirty again. But mm. the point is that, you know, we're taking off that litter that could potentially go back into the ocean and, you know, harm a sea animal and just cause more damage. So every little bit really, really does make a difference. And yeah, that's just what I'm trying to sort of spread to other people. So we do beach cleanups, we do school groups and school talks with beach cleanups as well. Um, We do corporate gifting as well of eco-friendly and biodegradable products just to help Mm -hmm. people make that change away from single-use plastics. Um and yeah, sure. It's it's been amazing. It's been such a journey. Um, mm. there's just so many things that have happened, and I'm just so grateful for it. Mm. It's it's incredible. You know, you start off. I, I love the fact that you started off doing beach cleanups and making a change in the environment because it was something that was on your heart. You know, like you said, mm. going to the beach. 
sometimes you go to the beach and really before you even got to the place where you're going to be sitting for the day or camping out, there's so much litter and dangerous litter sometimes as mm. well. Glass That's even true. just sitting right at the top of the beach in the car park. And, you know, oftentimes there are, you know, you see the seagulls, you see birds, you yeah. see animals, you know, eating from this as well. And it's not a good situation at all. We need to be as people more proactive. And it's so great okay. that you've exactly done just that. To date, how many kilograms? I would love to know. How much kilograms? <laughs> how how many? How's my English? How many kilograms would you say? And I know you probably know this, that you have collected in the space of a couple of years, right up until this very moment. Mm of the litter that you've collected from the beach? I know it's probably a very big number. <laughs> so we actually, yeah, we've been sort of tracking all of the litter collected since Saber Fishy officially started, which was when I was 16. So Saber Fishy is almost six, seven years old now. So that's sort of the period that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And in that period, we are, the number is not exact, but we are about 15 tons of wow. litter collected in that in that space of time um, and that's all just from the cleanups we've hosted from the amazing volunteers that have joined us and events that have we've held and all the way down just to you know me by myself going out and cleaning and just yeah. doing a little bit here and there that is amazing incredible <laughs> and thank you so much as well to you and to all the volunteers for consistently doing this and having a passion for this and also caring about the environment, about the animals, but actually also about people and the planet. And uh, it's yeah. it's so incredible. And, and, you know, it's something that I think everybody should be participating in and doing more with. But, can, yeah. you know, just thank you so much to you for doing this. It's it's absolutely incredible. And also, I like the fact that you said these corporate gifts and so we don't have to use, you know, plastic or, you know, yeah. a lot of times yeah. you see gifts wrapped in plastic and then it has a bow on it, right? Like a really big piece <laughs> yeah. of plastic. Or when you get one of those fruit baskets sent to you, it's a really and big piece of plastic. Just plastic, yeah. <laughs> just plastic. So I love that that you're able to do that for people as well. So definitely, mm. you know, at the end of the show, we're going to tell people how they can do this. But now tell me, when, you know, the, the city of Cape Town and the mayor have been really excited and very supportive of the work mm. that you have done with the beach cleanups. Tell me a bit about that. You know, uh, sometimes the mayor has come on down and, and assisted with the beach cleanups. So it's something that they the city feels very grateful to you for, um, especially when it's about cleaning up. And I know you do a lot by the Monaton Lagoon and the Monaton Beach, which is something that we talk about a lot you know, we've had a problem yeah. with the lagoon for a while. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a thing. Sometimes people haven't even been able to go and out there and even use that section of the beach. Mm-hmm. So tell tell me about how the city has been involved with you and, and how supportive has the mayor been? Have they really just come behind Saber Fishy? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm so, so grateful um, to the city of Cape Town and the mayor, Gordon Hill Lewis himself. He has been... Um, just a huge support and a sort of role model to me. Um, yeah, I mean, he's come down to our cleanups before to kind of see what we're doing there and mm-hmm. see what we're tackling. Um, and they have supported us in many other ways. I mean, we often have the city come down and they've got some educational flyers and pamphlets just to hand out. 
Um, the solid waste law enforcement often comes down. We have a really good relationship with them and they just come also and help and hand out flyers about illegal dumping, which is also a huge mm. um, issue that we're tackling. But yeah, no, the, the city has been super supportive um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, working more with them in the future, especially maybe with some like school collabs and things like that and just doing some more around the city. But the mayor has really tackled um, the litter in Cape Town amazingly um, with his whole spring cleaning campaign and everything that he's doing. Um, mm. it's, it's just so, so nice to see and to hear him say himself, you know, when he sees litter, he gets he gets angry and he just wants to be able to do something about it and help. So I'm so glad to see that kind of passion that I have in the mayor mm. of Cape Town as well, which is, it's a really good synergy to have. Mm. Absolutely. You know, I'm grateful for that as well, because sometimes you can really drive past places and you mentioned illegal dumping and I just read something mm. this week, you know, about illegal dumping and how big of an issue it really is. And they've been calling yeah. on residents in the area where, you know, the suburb where I live to just stop going down to a certain place and just dumping there. Uh, just wow. please people like stop doing that. It was even in the local newspaper. And I was thinking, do people really do that? You know, do they just really it take this stuff? <laughs> it's weird in, in my mind. It's strange, but it, it's happening. Yeah, it is. It's, and and now I wanted to say, you know, with receiving this this award, was it a, a surprise for you to to be like, well, you know, I'm receiving the civic honors from the city. It's a huge moment, and it's a it's a beautiful one to say, you know what? It's it's coming from the city, the the city you're living. There are like over four million people that live in the city of Cape Town, <laughs> and not to mention the many millions of tourists we have every year. You know, out of sure. out of everyone that lives here, you know, we we taking our hats off to you and saying thank you. And not only, you know, is the city saying thank you, but it's about celebrating the people in our city who are making a difference. Mm-hmm. Was was this quite like a surprise for you? I'm receiving the civic honors. <laughs> uh, this is really cool. It's just because I want to make a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're calling. It's really this passion and this purpose and calling in your life to be assisting the, like I said, the environment and the planet in this way. So was it a huge surprise for you? It it was. I'm not gonna lie. I was hearing the mayor himself say it was. I mean, I was I was crying. I'm not gonna lie. No, I was crying a little bit. Um, it's it's just it's it's so special to me. And I don't do what I do for recognition or for yeah. um like yeah. reward, but to just be recognized and told, you know, we see what you're doing and we appreciate it. It's just it it really, really warms my heart and gives me that kind of boost to just, you know, keep on going and do even bigger and better things. So I'm I'm just kind of lost for words. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was just such a surprise. I was so, so grateful. And to just tell my mom and my dad and everyone, you know, like they recognized me for this and to mm. see everyone, all my friends and family be so supportive and so nice about everything. It was, it was, it was really, really nice. <laughs> It's amazing. And I think I think you're the youngest person on the list for this year. So we celebrate. <laughs> We're celebrating us young people, you know, doing great yeah. things. And I think it's I think it's really wonderful. And uh, again, congratulations from me, from us at the radio station. And uh, we we celebrate you today and also when you will receive your award in December. It's still quite a while away, but I hope um no. they're gonna be 
celebrating all the way. And uh, it's it's just going to be so incredible once I think you received those, those civic honors. And yeah, really well done. And I wanted to ask you, you know, today, as we sit here, a lot of people still use a lot of plastic stuff. They still use the plastic straw. They're still using those plastic cups. They're still not saying no to single-use plastic. Now, if you had to say to the people listening today, get away from single-use plastic, these are your alternatives. Give us some alternatives to what we could actually be using instead of the nasty single-use plastic that people still choose to use. And I want to say here that I've seen a lot of people complain about, uh, you know, paper straws and stuff like this, but there's Mm -hmm. a reason why we use paper straws. Tell us what we... Exactly, like, right? Yeah, so there there are there are so many alternatives. The the list goes on and I know it can be overwhelming. You know, there's so many things I can do, but like I said, you can do them. You if you just choose a few things to start implementing in your life, it'll get easier and easier. It doesn't have to be, you know, all at once, this complete shift to zero waste. It can be a slow process, and even with a slow process, you're at least doing something great. Um plastic straws. Honestly, they are my worst enemy. I don't, mm. I I hardly even use a straw unless it's maybe like a milkshake or something. You don't really need a straw. You have so many alternatives. There's metal, the bamboo, the glass, the paper should, you know, you really, really need a straw and mm. paper is the only way there is that option. But companies and restaurants should not have plastic straws anymore. It mm. really is. We're finding so many of them still on the beach even though they're used so much less now, we, we're going to be finding plastic straws for such a long time, like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and aside from straws, I mean, earbuds with those plastic sticks, please yeah. stop using them. We find so many earbud sticks on the beach, you wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is an alternative. It's, it's the paper ones or you actually get little bamboo stick ones. And in my opinion, they are so much better. They are so much more sturdy than the plastic ones. Um, and yeah, I mean, going to the shops, take your own, you know, recycle, recycled bag with, so you don't have to get plastic bags, um, taking your own coffee cup to a coffee shop or something. They are more than welcome to fill your own cup for you. I've done it many times before. If I go and get like takeout at a local restaurant or something, I take my own Tupperware. Um, don't be shy to, you're not being an inconvenience, you know, you're, you're doing something good for the planet and even if you're a bit shy, like just you're doing something good. So don't let people kind of peer pressure you out of being that one person doing something good, you know? Yeah, mm, absolutely. And and that thing of yeah. taking your own Tupperware to the takeout shops as well. Uh, that that mm. Don't be shy about that because it can actually start a great conversation, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes you take your Tupperware and I have friends that do this religiously and mm. they always say it starts a conversation. You know, because the people, you know, in the shop are like, oh, you bought your own Tupperware. And they're like, yes, this is why, you know, and it's kind of like an education. Yes, 100%. Exactly. So don't be shy about doing that or taking your your cup. And some some coffee shops these days give you actually an incentive if you bring your own cup. You know, you get a discount or you get something for free because I think uh, stores and, and large organizations are realizing that, we need to be getting away from the plastic. And mm. oh, Zoe, I can't, I can't think it's horrible to be thinking that you guys have to pick up earbuds from the beach. I mean, 
because those ones are used earbuds. And I'm like, please, people, just please don't do that. And I'm sure during the COVID pandemic, you also had the problem with the masks that were landing up on the beach. We're still finding masks. Um, They are not nearly as common of a find than they used to be, but they are still out there. So still, Mm. if you're throwing masks away, please just cut the strings so they can cause a little bit less damage in the ocean if they do eventually land up there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Zoe, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Sometimes it does, like you said, feel overwhelming when we yeah. when we look at the problem with the litter and when we see it, sometimes it can feel very overwhelming. But again, thank you so much for what you are doing. And uh, I actually have a question here that's, that was sent to me that was asked, what do you do? You know, you picked up tons of litter. What do you do with it? What What happens to everything that you collect from the beach because sometimes does it go into a landfill does it get recycled is there things that can't be what happens to the litter that you collect from the beach cleanups so it is actually quite sad because I get this question a lot and I wish I had a better answer Mm -hmm. um but the state of the litter that we're picking up it is we clean at Milton Lagoon so it is in between two river mouths so we get an incredible wash up of very old litter that has you know come down this poor stream and lagoon for who knows how long so it is so degraded and broken down it's got mold growing on it it's you know it's unfortunately not in the condition to be recycled um so a lot of it can't be recycled but we are in the process now of trying to get a sort of trailer with a little bit of like recycling bin vibe so we can try our best to you know, separate what we can hopefully recycle and we're going to hopefully, you know, get in contact with the recycler that can just kind of give us a better idea of what conditions they're looking for from the litter Um, because, you are know, unfortunately for it to be recycled, those machines are so expensive. So if there's sand and things like that in the litter, it, it can really damage their machines. So we have to be careful that we're not sending things that are going to possibly cost them a lot of money in their recycling machines but do I do some in my spare time which I don't have much of (laughs) um I do I do enjoy doing sort of crafts with some of the things we find um so we Mm. will sometimes pick up specific items at the beach and I'll try and do a little art piece with it I've got like five different projects going on in my house that I just (laughs) never get to but you know it's there's so much you can do with it like there's some beautiful artworks you can do with um recycled litter and litter that you've picked up from the beach and bottle tops um there, there's lots of things so yeah you know we're trying our best to give the litter we're picking up another purpose but unfortunately it is so dirty and sandy and wet and moldy that we unfortunately can't do a lot with it and mm. when you're at the beach dealing with the kind of wash up we deal with our main focus is getting it off of that beach as soon as possible so that <coughs> it doesn't go out into the beach again yeah. Um, into the ocean mm. so yeah it's 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 a bit of a sad answer and I wish it, it was a better one but we were working on it mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a work in progress as well but at least you're taking it off of the beach out of the lagoon away from the animals away from the environment as well and that's what's yeah. most important at this 
moment in this time. And I can imagine that the litter is not always in a state to be recycled. There's very so many specifics when you're recycling, the, even the things in your normal household. Uh, and if you recycle on a weekly basis, which I hope that everybody does do, mm-hmm. because the city have made mm-hmm. it so easy for us to do that. You know, yeah. there's it's there's still requirements for the recycling. So I, I totally understand that as well. And Zoe, I want to say thank you, firstly, for being with me. Thank you so much for sharing your passion with us today and also again congratulations and i want to encourage everybody to go over to save a fishy you can go over to save a fishy.co.za or go on facebook or instagram go on over Mm. and just interact with everything that zoe posts maybe you know go to one of the beach cleanups that's coming up which is really cool (laughs) zoe wants to see you there (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. We have a big cleanup on the 16th of September for International Coastal Cleanup Day. It'll be at Mountain Lagoon, 9am. So please, please do come yes. down. It's, it's going to be a good one. Go on down and get involved. And I want to encourage everybody to do that. The 16th of September, so you still got some time to plan. Bring the kids and it's a good educational opportunity to even take your children with you. You can all clean up the beach together and uh, just teach them about caring for the environment. I think it's a wonderful opportunity and a thing to do as a family as well. So Mm. Zoe, thank you so, so much. All the best with Save a Fishy for the rest of the year. I'm sure you got a lot that you're still going to be doing. And uh, yes. maybe we'll see you selling some of your crafts, you know, <laughs> selling some yes, of your crafts. Hopefully, hey? <laughs> you never know. Hopefully, hopefully. And yeah, just thank you so much. And, you know, all the best for everything that you're going to be doing. And we look forward to seeing the pictures of you receiving your honors uh, in December, thank which you. we celebrate. And uh, keep up the amazing good work that you're doing. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and chatting with me again. I, I really enjoy coming on here and talking with you guys and just spreading, you know, the word and and helping us save the environment. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Thank you so much, Zoe. Take care. Thank you. You too. I'm really looking forward to having Adele joining me. As I said earlier on in the show, we are going to be talking about Activate Her. And Activate Her is really, really incredibly exciting. And Adele is a seasoned soccer and lacrosse goalie, which is really cool. And she's always found herself at the intersection of sports and social good for the last decade. And it's so important that we realize how much of a role sport really does play in creating social good. And as we always say, sport can be used for such good things, especially in the community, for gender equality, socially, in the business field. And Adele has also worked for various organizations around the world to drive change-making efforts that put people front and center in their own development. And that's incredible. And she continues to champion those values as the founder of Activate Her, which of course, as I said earlier on, is a female-focused sport for development organization in Cape Town. And she also has her Active, which is an impact-driven activewear brand that is so cool because it promotes female empowerment and health and also is investing in the next generation of sporting opportunities for girls, which is amazing. Adele, welcome to the show today. It is super cool to have you with me to be talking about something that both you and I are passionate about, sport for good, sport for development, sport for empowerment, and how cool is that? So welcome to the show today. 
Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm really excited to be here and just love connecting with people that really resonate and feel that power of sports. So thank you again. Mm, and it is so true, isn't it? Like, how does, I want to know from you before we talk about Activate Her, how have you seen throughout the years that you've been involved with sports, sport development, as well as gender equality, social good, how have you seen sport as a catalyst for change making? Tell us a bit about that. Firstly, how have you seen, because when people think about sport, you know, South Africa is such a huge sporting nation and, you know, it's like everyone's super excited because it's Rugby World Cup soon and we love just being those fans and those spectators, but sport is a catalyst. How have you seen it being used for good, you know, around the world and in different communities? That's a big question, <laughs> but I think, you know, we can look at it on on the global scale. So we can look at it from the most recent female women's world cup that just happened. Um, and we can also look at it from the community angle, but I'll just say, you know, having been in kind of this sport for development landscape for a really long time, sport really has the ability to transcend so many challenges that we face. And when when a ball comes your way, whether you're, you know, walking down a street, um, I, I was just in East Africa and kids are playing soccer everywhere you go. And and the ball invites you in. So I just feel like it's this moment of welcoming and this moment of connecting with people that maybe don't speak the same language as you, maybe don't look the same as you, maybe are a different gender than you. But all of a sudden, when you introduce a sport, you are no longer an outsider because it's this common ground that we all find. And so I think being able to provide a million examples of how sport can be used for good, it's actually just this feeling of belonging that I think that becomes established through play. And it can do so many magical, wonderful things. But I think foundationally, sport is that space that, you know, sometimes you're good, sometimes you're bad, but we're all there to have fun, enjoy ourselves, move our bodies and and so I think that for me is really the crux of um, the power of sport. I don't know if that answers mm. <laughs> a specific example, but to me, like that's just what resonates so strongly with all of the different ways we can look at sport from a development lens. Mm, I love what you said. And I love because it's such a powerful example. And I remember speaking to someone quite some time ago, and he was actually in East Africa and he was saying, like, you know, visiting villages, he could not speak uh, languages that, that the little kids were speaking. But one of the words that they were playing soccer or football and, uh, you know, one of the words that they knew was Ronaldo, Ronaldo. And there was this common connection, like, you know, between him being, you know, a South African and these kids that had no language the same. There was a language barrier, but everyone knew Ronaldo. And from that, they could all play sport together. And, uh, you know, that that's not us like giving a shout out to how cool Ronaldo is, but it's a shout out to how you said as well, sport is is something that connects you and you form relationships through it. It is so powerful. And with that, tell us about Activate Her uh, it's so powerful, sport development, especially based in Kalicha, based with girls. 
Tell us about this organization that you steward, that you run so well, and that you have such a passion for. What is Activate Her actually doing every single day? Yes. So Activate Her embodies a lot of different things. But I think first and foremost, it has been founded to be able to create opportunities and avenues for girls and young women to access sports. Oftentimes across South Africa and across many other places around the world, girls are historically locked out of opportunities to play. Um, Mm. And there's a lot of cultural relevancy to that. There's a lot of gender related to that. Um, But fundamentally, Activate Her believes very deeply that every child should have that opportunity to just be a kid. And for us, it's to be that little girl, to get to just laugh with their peers and be silly, learn how to throw a ball or to score a goal. Um, And so that's the foundational level of Activate Her. And we recognize that there's such a massive gender gap in sports. And rather than trying to address it kind of at this top level in competitive sports, we really believe it starts in the communities, in the field. Um, and, And for us, it's you know, creating these pipelines for girls to be able to play, to be able to access positive female role models who mm-hmm. believe in health and well-being and can just be a teammate to them to go through the journey of what it means to grow up um, in in our different neighborhoods in our society today and how play can give us some of these kind of soft life skills and lessons that we take with us far beyond being on the court um, or even in the classroom to who we become as young women and uh, grown adults in society. Mm. And I know that you at Activate Her, you like to expose the girls to different kinds of sports. So it's not just, you know, one kind of sport. And I think that that's very powerful. I remember being forced to do softball in school, like going for a tryout. And I was like so scared of a ball coming towards me at like a very high speed. And I remember being really bad at that one day. And it really affects your self-esteem, especially when you're 13 years old. It's a very fundamental stage. And, you know, you know you're kind of worried about what people are thinking of you at that stage, your peers. And uh, if I, they had exposed me to a different kind of sport and not forced me to just do this one thing, it would have made a different impact on my self-esteem. And have you seen that as well? You know, just exposing girls to different kinds of of sport, not just forcing them to be one thing or do one thing. uh, That's been super beneficial as well. Absolutely. So I think what makes Activate Her a bit unique in the sport for development landscape is exactly this. Um, There's a lot of amazing organizations out there that specialize in a specific sport. And I shout out to them because they're doing absolutely incredible work. Mm -hmm. Um, But oftentimes, you know, girls programs are kind of just like a complimentary offering. Hopefully that's changing very quickly, especially as we build up the pipeline of young girls who are interested in playing sports and so they're showing up and they're wanting to play and compete with other girls but also with the boys in the room um but for us multi-sports programming is 
not only about being able to just provide a diverse experience for our girls and to help them explore and discover new things that they haven't tried before, Hmm. but also to boost their self-confidence. I think oftentimes, exactly as you're mentioning, you know, sports are, girls are exposed to sports and they're told you need to perform this way, you need to do this. And Sports just isn't like that. You know, mm-hmm. you have an off day, you might score a goal and then you might miss a pass. It's it's very unpredictable and you put mm-hmm. in a lot of hard work to succeed, but mistakes happen and and it knocks your confidence. And unfortunately, girls already struggle with a lot of challenges in terms of their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And so we think it is super, super important for girls to be able to discover what they enjoy what is fun for them and to show up day in and day out at activator without really knowing what sport they're going to play on that day so Mm. we might play soccer one day we might do yoga the next day we may do netball we might do uh cricket we really try to just expose them to help find what they're truly passionate about what makes them have fun and and really just kind of put them on a path to self-discovery in this whole process. Mm, I love, love, love this as well. And it's super exciting, you know, rocking up and going, we don't know what we're doing today. Uh, I love that element of it. That would that would have excited me when I was in school, seriously, because it was like, okay, I have to do softball today. Not, not, not throwing any shade at anyone listening who does softball because it's really cool. But like you said, Adele, not everybody is just uh, excited about one thing. You know, if uh, you know, we're all different, and maybe we don't feel connected to one kind of sport. So, this is really cool. Now, I want to know: it is activate her some something that is uh, focused just in one school or one area. Or if someone is listening today who's going, well, I have this young group of girls, maybe in just my community or uh, that I work with at a community center or somewhere, and I'm thinking Activate Her could be something so powerful for them. Is that something that you do as well? Or or do you focus on just one working with one school, one community, or is it kind of an organization that would go somewhere and go, hey, we can help here, we can get involved here if you have the infrastructure? We absolutely are open to opportunities to collaborate and to grow. I think that is the real beauty of sport. You know, we've got to get creative sometimes with the landscapes that we work in and mm. how we make sure we deliver programming. Um, for one of the schools that we work with, we don't have an outdoor space. And so we run all of our programming in a community hall. Um, and so for us, it's really important that we have structured a program that's quite adaptable to not only different communities' needs, but also to different cultural applications as well. So we would love to have anyone listening that might be interested or has an audience of a group of young girls. We work with girls from their point of entry into school at the age of three all the way up through high school. Um we, we want to provide that pipeline and that kind of avenue for girls to be introduced to sports, mm. to learn and grow through sports, and to nurture their leadership development through sports. So 
100%. Um, we would love anyone to reach out and we're continuing, I think, to to really co-create a curriculum that can be shared across South Africa, across the globe, and can be activated to reach more girls in in any really shape or form that it takes. Mm, that is super, super cool. And so, you know what, it's about empowering girls, especially through sports. And they through sports also become, like you said, leaders and change makers in their own communities and further on down the line and wherever they may find themselves. And I love the fact that at Activate Her, the vision is to see this world where all girls have the power to play and uh, to just enjoy. And Adele, I would love for you to share with the listeners, how can they get in touch? Do you have a website? Can they connect through social media? You know, maybe there's people listening that are going, wow, this is something that I believe in. And I really want to say from my side, you know, as someone passionate about sport and also sport for development and sport for girls, Activate Her is so incredible. And if there are people listening that want to connect and that want to do programs or want to just see girls be more empowered through sports to get in touch with Activate Her. So Adele, how do people do that? Sure. So the best way to get in touch is through email. Um, My email is well, first, I guess I'll say our website is www.activateher.org. And through there, you'll get all of the contact information. It's info at activateher is the main email address you can send a mail to. Otherwise, you can follow us on Instagram. It's at activate.her. And and that's, I think, where you're going to see the most kind of live updates of what we have going on at the moment and the kind of games and activities we get up to within our programming. But again, I would love for anyone interested to get in touch. Um, happy to share and connect and discover new ways we can continue to grow empowering girls through sport. Mm, absolutely. Adele, I want to say thank you so much for being a superstar, for being passionate about gender equality, community, you know, social business. It's so incredible, all the work that you're doing. And I wish you nothing but the best from my side. And thank you so much for sharing with us today on Voice of Change and for being a change maker in your community and in other communities where you've found yourself through your love of sport, through your passion. And so thank you so much for all the incredible work that you're doing. And thanks for being here today. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate the platform to share a little bit of what I am incredibly passionate about and to hopefully bring more change make hers into mm. Activator's future. <laughs> I love that. Change make hers. Yes, and amen. <laughs> thanks so much, Adele. Take care. I'm so grateful to Adele and Zoe for the incredible work that they are doing in our communities in Cape Town. And if you want to get involved, don't forget Zoe told us earlier on on the show about that all-important beach cleanup that's coming up on the 16th of September in you know with regards to Coastal Beach Day and it's going to be out at the Milneton Lagoon Beach so please go on over 
to save a fishy on Instagram and find out how you can just become a volunteer. Go on down, pick up the litter, be part of the tons of litter that they're picking up. Be part of someone that's making a difference in the community on our beaches and you know what take your kids down like i said take your families down take your friends down be part of it and go and meet zoe go say hi and um, just celebrate together what it means to care for our environment and again i'm also super grateful for adele i love sport anyone who knows me knows that i love women's sports specifically and believe that we need to continue to get behind women and young girls especially in sport development so go on over to activateher.org you know their website or also activate.her on instagram go and connect women are doing amazing things women i celebrate you today and i just you know praise god for all the amazing women doing amazing things for their families in their homes for their communities for their workplaces their colleagues everywhere Every woman, I'm just celebrating you today on the show. May you be blessed as we go out into September. It's going to be spring day tomorrow. So I hope that you have something nice and spring inspired to be wearing. Until next week, take care. It's been so great to be with you. And God bless and shalom, shalom. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.